Welcome to Alberta Conservation Association's Harvest Your Own podcast, the resource for everything hunting, navigating through the field, the butcher shop, and the kitchen. Life is all about great food. Let's get started. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Brad Fenson, an avid outdoor enthusiast who has worked as a freelance journalist, photographer, and public speaker for over three decades. I have hunted, fished, and foraged all my life and hope to share my passion for the outdoors. Along the way, I want to encourage everyone to harvest wild proteins and enjoy the satisfaction of providing the next meal for your family. Our goal is to educate, entertain, and inspire individuals to get outdoors and create a connection between food, health, and your future meals. I'd like to welcome Lisa Roper to the show today. I don't know how to introduce you, uh, hunter, angler, mother, influencer, uh, ambassador, uh, Somebody that I'm jealous to watch your Facebook and Instagram, not actually jealous, I'm actually thrilled. It's nice to open it up and see all of the things that you get out there and pursue. Thank you, Brad, and thank you for having me. Um, yeah, you know, definitely all of those things. I, I love being in the outdoors. I absolutely love hunting and fishing, being a wife, being a mom, you know, balancing all of that and just taking it on. Um, and I hope that by being out there and actually being active, doing all these things, uh, help inspire other people to just get outdoors. And that's exactly what Harvest Your Own is all about and why you're on the show today. Thank uh, you. Tell us a little bit more about Lisa Roper. Um, well, I grew up uh, most of my life in northeastern Alberta, so grassland and, and Lacklebush area. So fished and, and spent a lot of time hunting in that kind of travel lakeland area. Right. And um, I grew up... Uh, hunting with my dad and my brother and you know of course he was hunting with his dad and so you know that whole tradition and passing it down and you know now I'm passing that down to my kids which right. is super great and um, from there I just you know I loved hunting and fishing and I remember being on many adventures being the only girl <laughs> and honestly like I can't I can't imagine how hard that was on my dad at times right because I mean I, I remember sometimes you know them chirping him a little bit right but uh <laughs> You know, he stood his ground and allowed me to come along, and, and here I am today. Yeah, and you've come a long ways. Uh, you and I got into this the easy way. Tradition, family, um, you know, we grew up with it. It was second nature. There's lots of people today that are trying to get into hunting because they want to have their own meals, create their own, uh, you know, hormone-free proteins that are better for health and the connection between the land and, and uh, living, basically. But uh, you're, you're doing a lot out there to help people that aren't in a traditional hunting family and working to get them started on the fishing and hunting side. I mean, we're focusing mostly on hunting here, but I've seen you at the sportsman shows. I see your messages on uh, social media. You've been writing a bit, uh, definitely getting the message out there, and you, you have a passion for it. Thank you, Brad. Really, that, that means a lot. Um, I, y yeah. <laughs> It's all right. You know, uh, talking about family always stirs up emotion, and it, uh, it's one of the things I love about Harvest Your Own. You know, I've seen people that I've helped mentor and get out in the field. Uh, you know, you and I were talking earlier about maybe we should try and get out for a duck and goose hunt this fall. You've never hunted ducks and geese. Uh, be a great opportunity to get you out there and see what you've been missing all these years. And it's a great one to get the kids involved in because there's lots of action, lots of shooting. You know, I often describe uh, moose hunting as... Uh, 10 days of boredom followed by 30 seconds of sheer exhilaration. <laughs> uh, 
And that's kind of what we got together to speak about today because I was looking at your Instagram and Facebook posts and I saw that the draw results came out and Lisa Roper drew a moose tag <laughs> and a mule deer tag. You know, and that's pretty hard to do nowadays. The There's record-setting numbers of people putting in for the draws. And uh, my wife and I both drew zilch this year. We're hunting Ooh. general, but we're lucky. We live in Alberta. We do yes. have the opportunities. But, absolutely, you know, I was very excited to see your, your moose <laughs> and your, your mule deer announcement. I, I'm pretty excited, too, to be honest. Um, I did do a little research uh, last year on, um, I went out and I did a wolf hunt. And I just absolutely love this area I was in. So I went on to Alberta Realm and I started looking around for this, uh, the WMU that I'll be in. And looking at, you know, past history and, and you know, what um, priority I needed and what, right. you know, what was drawn for priority. And so I was pretty excited because I was a priority four. And last year, 100% of priority four was drawn. They only uh, issue 15 tags. Wow. So um, I knew I, I really wanted to be down in this area, which... I know taking taking a, a bull moose is a challenge of its own, um, and I know I probably honestly bit off more than I can chew, but I'm <laughs> I, I really want to get into it. You know, northeast Alberta is completely different than southwest Alberta, right? And so it's going to be new country. It's going to be um, a, a totally new experience. What are you doing to prepare for it? Well, you know, there's lots. Um, right, right in the beginning, uh, definitely doing my research about the area. Um, I have a friend who's going to be joining me on this hunt, and um, uh, he actually ha- was a part of our wolf hunt as well. Right. And so, and and one of the great things that happened when I was on my wolf hunt was uh, the owner of the lodge we were staying at actually uh, took us up, invited me up to a my son and I up to a scenic helicopter tour. And so then, just to see the land from from that angle was absolutely amazing. And so, um, you know, working with my iHunter app, working with Google Earth, uh, really trying to zone in on those areas that, you know, I think the moose are going to be sitting in. Right. Talking uh, with my friend Andre, who um, obviously has, you know, uh, been very successful hunting moose. And just, you know, honestly, sharing ideas back and forth and what we think is going to look good and where we think, you know, we're going to set up. When I w- went back out uh, again to do my wolf hunt, I did, you know, some walkabouts and, you know, looking for just common areas that I knew I wanted to be a, in or a part of. Um, from there, uh, already starting to train, right? Because, I mean, let's be honest, a moose is a really <laughs> big animal. <laughs> yes. So, um, you know, doing some some training, uh, weights and all that kind of stuff to to be prepared. And, and I want to be able to pack this moose out and, and, you know, do it all from start to finish. Right. Well, I think you're doing it the way most Albertans are are trying to learn like doing the research where can i get drawn wow what is the habitat like is it private land you know using eye hunter and google earth and all of those things are great tools to give you an overview of the landscape the, the people you're going to have to introduce yourself to and and where to get started um i do think you're very wise finding a good hunting partner for moose i've uh harvested several on my own and they are a lot of work <laughs> yeah i i mean i've been out hunting with my dad and my brothers and you know we've We've uh, harvested some moose, and and yeah, it's a lot of work, and you get tired pretty fast. If you're, I couldn't even imagine. Actually, I'll be honest, I could never imagine doing that solely on my own from start to finish. So, I'm really excited to have um, someone beside me, and 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 someone beside me who, uh, not only is a successful hunter, but also a teacher. 
right. he, he's just really great in sharing his knowledge. And I think that that's important because it's not just the experience. I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to just, you know, be able to do better next time. Or Right. Well, it's interesting because in Alberta, we have lots of opportunity. We have moose in the prairie, parkland, boreal mm-hmm. forest, foothills. So moose hunts can be very different. I mean, lots of the farmland, you can shoot them and drive up to them with a truck. But it sounds like... Uh, you'll be refitting your backpack to make sure the straps uh, are in the right spot and you got some back support and some game bags and Absolutely. not only a knife, but a knife sharpener with you yep. as well. Absolutely, all of that. And, you know, that's part of the research and packing your bag and knowing what to pack because you don't want an unnecessary weight. And so what are the uh, essentials? What are the necessities that I need to have? Right. One thing I should ask you is, is it an early season hunt or a late season? Because that differs quite a bit too. In the early season, we have the opportunity to communicate with moose, which is sometimes it's as much fun as, you know, it's the most fun of a moose hunt is when you can get a response and get them to be vocal and interactive with you. It just takes things to a whole new level. Absolutely. And yeah, it's definitely early season. And uh, I have been, um, I can do uh, archery in the, in the early part of, uh, late part of August, early part of September, and then I can flow right into my tag season, which starts about September 25th. So uh, super exciting. And um, yeah, I've been practicing my calls. <laughs> so in, in case our uh, listeners don't know what it's like, this is uh, uh, a moose call uh, during the calling season. Cow moose. Love sick, long ball that uh, they lower their head and, and swing their neck back and forth, and their voice travels like a megaphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I, I have shivers right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this was from a moose hunt I did last year up in that area where you grew up, just uh, north of the Lakeland district there. So wonderful. You know, there's uh, there's a lot to be said about moose hunting. I think it's one of Alberta's favorite because. Albertans are meat hunters. We mm-hmm. want to put meat in our freezer. We want to feed our families. And a moose does that in a big way. You know, they, uh, the average bull is probably the equivalent of five big deer. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you can fill your freezer quick, but you also have to be physically, mentally prepared and have the right equipment because it is a, a different game altogether. And uh, on that note, I think what we'll do is We'll share a little bit of information on Harvest Your Own and where people can go to get more information because there's articles, there's videos. You know, if you drop a big moose, how do you field dress it? Absolutely. And here's where you can find it. This podcast is produced for Harvest Your Own, a program dedicated to those who want to reconnect with food and health through their experiences outdoors. HarvestYourOwn.ca is a resource for individuals to learn more about hunting and the outdoors. There's information to get you started and ensure that your compass stays pointed in the right direction to be successful. Where's your next meal coming from? Well, if I lived in your house, I'd say your next meal's coming from Southwest Alberta somewhere. <laughs> I really hope so. I do. And, you know, I've even I've decided to um, really, really push my limits. And I've set a goal. I'm going to attempt to be out there for 7 to 10 days. And um, half of my hunt I want to actually attempt to take this bull moose with my bow right which means more prep does yeah like archers and bow hunters you can't just uh pick up your equipment and head for the field you have uh, a fair bit of prep to do to be knowledgeable with your equipment Mm -hmm. efficient 
Yeah, absolutely. And even, you know, you were saying, um, what am I doing to be prepared? Even at that, I'm setting up 3D targets, um, you know, in the bush in really tight lanes, things that, you know, I get a little uncomfortable with. So really pushing myself before I get into that situation. Um, You know, I'm not hunting from a tree stand. It's on the ground, uh, spot and stock, calling them in. Um, So yeah, I'm excited. Oh, that's good. You know, I've been fortunate to take a few moose with the bow too. And I think preparing for it is almost as exciting as the hunt because you can set up your decoys as you mentioned and you know sometimes you're shooting off your knees or squatting or this or that and of course you always have to remember proper form if your torso is bent in different ways your arrow isn't going to fly straight and that's hard for people to comprehend but it's all part of the mental game of preparing for any type of hunt absolutely and you know going i'm just going to go a little further on the mental game um you know, I think it's super important for people to practice, uh, whether it be with your bow or, or your rifle, in different weather conditions. And a lot of people, when they go out practicing, it's, you know, it's, oh, it's a nice day, let's go shoot some arrows. Right. And it's like, you know, try shooting those arrows when the wind is up and it's raining and, you know, all the conditions that you're probably going to encounter, that's, you know, important. It is. It, it's a game changer when opportunity game. actually knocks on the door because... Uh, it's not always blue skies, sunshine, and shirt sleeve weather yeah. when you're out there. So exactly, uh, making going through those steps in advance and knowing how your equipment operates and how you do <laughs> makes a difference in the end for success. Very true. Yep. Yep. Now, mule deer. Uh, I know you've hunted whitetail because, mm-hmm. again, following social media, uh, you shot a very nice whitetail buck last year. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. And w- what's the story behind that? Oh, that was an incredible story. <laughs> um, luck, really. But um, I had hunted mm, probably 20 days in November and um, just wasn't seeing the buck that I was hoping for. And then I um, decided to sleep in one morning. I just, I was, I had to get my head back in mentally, right? Sometimes we just go through that and it's good to take a little time out. So I did that. And I I decided, no, I'm, I'm going, but it's a little late, but I'm still going to go. So I, I drove into my area and parked and I like to get dressed outside the vehicle. You know, all that scent control stuff's important to me. And I had this plan that I was going to go, um, South, we'll just say. And as I was getting dressed, I kind of, I'm I'm always scanning as I'm, you know, getting prepared. And I looked and I, you know, 300 yards and there was this buck and I'm like, no way. So right away, I put up my scope, and uh, I really wasn't comfortable with that 300-yard shot. And he was, you know, walking and sauntering anyways. And so then he kind of went uh, into the bush, and I just gunned it. Like, I just ran as fast as I could, set up. Um, I I started rattling really, really aggressive, uh, doing some calling, and he came out of the bush like a freight train right at me. And I, I really actually wasn't quite prepared for that that quickness and so my gun was on my um tripod because i'm trying to rattle and do these other things and uh all of a sudden i mean he was just like 20 yards from me and i pulled up my gun and (laughs) i'm like all right and yeah uh it was a really great shot and he actually ended up when i when i um hit him he actually ended up about what was it eight maybe 11 i it's on my story eight or 11 yards from me is where he actually laid down yeah And so it was just magnificent. Well, I'm glad that you can share the excitement because I can sense it in your voice oh. and I can see it. Like, <laughs> And people don't always understand that. That's one of the reasons we hunt. We yeah. we don't always uh, feel 
the same excitement for taking a life or harvesting an animal, but mm -hmm. uh, it has its rewards in its way that you can only understand if you're a hunter. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Yep. And yes. I sort of relive that every time a piece of it hits the barbecue in my plate. Yes. You know, you do give thanks because mm -hmm. it's not a given. Nope. And uh, we're blessed with opportunity in Alberta. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we could only wish that we could all have an experience like that where you could rattle and call in a deer and he comes charging up to you. Yeah. And Thank you're you. also right about the mental game. Like deer can be frustrating. You know, mm -hmm. you can put in a lot of time. Yep. Sometimes you go out and it happens in the first hour. Yep. Sometimes you put in 20 days and you wonder if you've lost your sanity. Totally. But you stick with it uh, because well, I tell people, welcome to the addiction. You know, like hunting gets in your, it, it becomes who you are. It's not just a, 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 a sideline or something you do for entertainment. It's uh, it's a passion. It's part of your life. It helps define you. Absolutely. Yeah. So your deer story is very exciting. And I hope that we can get you back to talk about mule deer because... You've never hunted mule deer. Uh, no, I have never hunted mule deer, and I've never been with anyone who's hunted mule deer. So this, I, right? So right. <laughs> doing two in one year, uh, maybe I, yeah. But it'll be great. I, um, I'm i going to focus on my moose first and foremost because right. the mule deer season does go later uh, with my tag. So, um, and, and it's in the same area. So that's actually going to give me a hands-on opportunity while I'm hunting moose to uh, quickly look at, or not quickly, but spend time looking for mule deer at the same time, right? Signs and, and, and where they're bedding and all that kind of stuff. So um, mule deer, or sorry, pardon me, moose first and then <laughs> mule deer. <laughs> well, you know, good planning though, because they're in the same zone. That's right. So yes. you're down there with your bow yep. and both are open. Yes, correct. Yeah, so I like to say that as uh, you're a planned opportunist. That's what I do as well. You yeah. know, if I can put several um, eggs in one basket, so to speak, well, it increases your odds for success. Yeah, absolutely. And on top of that, um, for me to have to learn two brand new WMUs, I think is is a lot in one year. Right. Like to, you know, really get after it and, and want to be successful. So uh, exactly like you were saying, Brad, putting them together just gives you, I think, a better chance and, and, and more opportunity. Right. Yeah, I've, I've been known to carry a, a small game heads and flu-flus and stuff in my quiver as well just to take advantage of the grouse or pheasants, depending yep. on where you are. And uh, it often provides the hors d'oeuvres in camp at night while you're hoping to find a moose or a deer. Yeah, that's <laughs> the best part. Yeah. <laughs> So what would you be looking for for a mule deer? You drew a buck tag, an antlered mule deer tag? Correct, yep. yep. And uh, you've never hunted them before. How are you approaching it? Like, what what's your mental game? Are you looking for any deer? Are you going to try to, you know, um, look for something a little bit bigger to provide some more steak, or is it just about the experience? I think for my mule deer, um, actually, I'm going to just back up. For my moose is different. I'm looking for an animal, right? Right. For my mule deer, I want the experience. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm not looking for size. It's not about the antlers. It's, you know, it's about the experience, the moment, the memories, learning. I have right. a lot to learn on this learning curve. And, um, and so I just want to be able to embrace all of that. Um, I just started doing uh, research with regards to mule deer and where they like to, you know, bed and hang out and, yep. and, and, their routines. So, um, yeah, just there's a lot to learn there for me. So there is, and it's a different game than hunting whitetail or moose. And, you know, that's the beauty of having uh, 
diversity of species in Alberta, mm -hmm. we can have a diversity of experiences. So, you know, if people are looking for information on a specific species like mule deer, whitetail, moose, or elk, you can go to Harvest Your Own and look them up by species. This podcast was made possible by Alberta Conservation Association and the Harvest Your Own community. If you're interested in harvesting your own food, there's a comprehensive collection of information to gain insight and knowledge, head to the field, harvest your own protein, prepare it, and taste the results. HarvestYourOwn.ca is a library of information from getting started and geared up to processing, butchering, and cooking wild game to make the connection between health and food. And it is a great connection. You know, that's all we eat at our house is wild game and fish and, and birds. And uh, I'm sure that your family eats a lot of wild game. We do eat a lot of wild game. And I, I grew up on wild game right. um, because, like I said, you know, it was in our family. And, you know, my dad hunted. And, and it was just kind of the, the way of life, really, for us. So between um, fish and, and moose and deer... Yeah, I think that was pretty much our three staples in the house. Um, you know, and, and, and I want to give that same quality of food to my family. Right. And so uh, I don't actually, I do a lot of catch and release and I don't keep a lot of my fish. But when I do, you know, having that shore lunch and having uh, things like pickled fish or right. smoked fish. I mean, it's it's wonderful. Uh, same with the moose and deer meat. Um, yeah, love it. Uh, equipment wise. You've got uh, moose and mule deer coming up, and I'm sure you're going to have some uh, whitetails in your plans this fall, closer to home. Mm -hmm. uh, is your equipment the same? Um, depends. Actually, depends on my hunt, right? If I'm hunting deer and I'm, I'm hunting them um, in a thicker forest, I like to use my 243, yep. right? Just lighter. Um, for my moose, I'm not comfortable with my 243, and I know there's a lot of people out there that are, so good on you guys, girls. But for me, that's I just know my how I feel and my limits. So I'm looking to use um, a 308 uh, for my moose, and um, and really I'd still like to take that with a bow. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are those are good discussions to have because uh, you know most Alberta big game hunters can do everything with one firearm. They can, and uh, a lot of people are scared of recoil or just the noise of a firearm. So yep. you've chose a 243. Which mm -hmm. is a great caliber. It is. What do you like about it? Why did you pick it? I like, um, well, first of all, I just feel like I have the fin light. So it, it, I just feel it fits me as a woman right. better. And uh, I like how light it is. Um, I, I don't find that it has a, a big recoil, like a 300 mag, obviously, right. or because <laughs> they're two totally different calibers. But I'm just, yeah, I, I just find it, um, my confidence with that gun, we, we blend together. Two very important things you brought up. The gun fits you properly. Mm -hmm. You have confidence. Mm -hmm. The way you get confidence confidence is to shoot at lots. Yes. And, you know, you talked about you've been practicing with your bow all summer. Uh, have you been out to the rifle range at all or uh, places where you could also practice with your firearm? I, I did in the early parts, um, you know, March, April, May. Yep. I had more time. Unfortunately, right now I'm... Fish, fish, fish. Fish, fish, fish. <laughs> and fish some more. That's a great problem so, to have. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I, I definitely will settle back in uh, with my rifle and, and doing some more target practice and stuff come August, obviously. And, and and I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, I did put in those hours and time in the earlier part, so yep. it's not like I haven't picked up my gun. Trigger time is always good. I tell people that, you yep. know, whether you're shooting a 22 or 17 or the rifle you're going to use mm -hmm. in the field hunting, 
learning how to control that trigger and your breathing and shooting accurately and controlling your heart rate and all that is, uh, it's something worth practicing. Absolutely agree. And you know, I'll be honest, um, I actually developed this little flinch last year and I don't even, I don't have a clue why or what happened. Right. And so I actually just went back, I took a break and I started shooting the 22, Yep. right? And I just worked my way back up and then it was like, okay, I'm, I'm good again. Right. right. But it's just, it's just allow listening to yourself and allowing yourself to just work through something is so important, especially when it comes to rifles and really listening to that moment of, okay, something's not working here. Figure yep. out why. Yep. Or get somebody to help you figure out why, because most of the time it's uh it's a mental game that you're anticipating the recoil or something, mm-hmm. or some might have problems believing that sometimes you just get really excited. <laughs> No, really? I, yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's funny because I've hunted for a lot of years and I still have those moments where I swear that I've got a short flush of buck fever that I have to get under control before I, I get my finger anywhere near the trigger. So Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure that's ever going to get out of me. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely have that adrenaline, the shake. Yeah, it's but yeah. I love it. That's why right. we're here. That's why we do it and keep challenging ourselves. Right, and that's when you can control that to make the right shot. And then get the yes, shakes yes. is ideal. But uh, I'll almost guarantee you, if you've never hunted before and you go out for a moose or a mule deer or whitetail or whatever it is, your first opportunity is you're going to be overwhelmed. Your senses are going to be just, it'll rain down on you. Uh, your nerves, your heart rate, mm-hmm. your breathing, it'll be an experience like you've never had before. No, that's a really interesting, uh, really interesting points, Brad. And I've actually had people come and talk to me about that. And um, I I often tell people, if you just need to enjoy that first moment, which means, yes, you might miss the opportunity, but you're fully not prepared because you're overshaking or you're, yeah. you're, you're panicking or your adrenaline, you know you can't get it back dialed back down. <laughs> you know, honestly, I, I support don't take the shot. Absolutely. Right? Really, really no. Until you can get everything back controlled, you're breathing, all of that, and you're ready take that shot. And, and I know it, that's super hard for, for people because it's like, Oh my goodness, you know, I have this great buck in my, in my scope. Yeah. You worked hard for it. You worked hard for it. But you know, if you take the shot and you miss or you wound the animal, that's, you know, that's not great either. Oh, not, not at all. So yeah, it's all part of the preparation. You know, if you can get out and practice lots and like you said, 22, it doesn't matter if it's, it's all big bore rifles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the small stuff definitely helps. And you know what, if you're intimidated by firearms in general, we're lucky because we have lots of opportunity for archery in Alberta and it's a really neat connection hunting that close to anything like the different game species to be able to, to get right into their backyard, mm-hmm. get to know them better, understand the habitats they live in and, yep. uh, and get intimate with them. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, food for thought. Mm. I always like to ask people, what's your favorite wild game or recipe? Wow. Uh, Honestly, I have so many. I mean, I, I really, uh, for wild game, I, I enjoy moose and elk. I mean, I love deer, but, um, you know, if I could only eat one again, it would be moose or elk. Right. Um, and I um, absolutely love, obviously, fish. And uh, favorite recipe? Wow. It, it would probably be uh, wild game stir fry. Yes. Yeah. With all the fresh vegetables and... Um, yeah, my mouth's watering. So. <laughs> yeah, you know, there are some recipes like that on Harvest Your Own. I've seen them there, and uh, I've actually written a few for them. 
That's one of our girls' favorite too, the uh, moose and broccoli chow mein or something yeah, like that. They, so they absolutely devour it. Yeah. Uh, we're just lucky to have such a diversity of proteins to take advantage of in Alberta. Um, you also shot a spring bear this year? I did. Yes. Yeah, it was a amazing experience. Yeah, we. Uh, I was lucky to get out as well and actually had three young fellas that had never hunted bears uh, gave them a lesson. They went out and each one of them harvested a bear. They oh, were thrilled beyond belief. Congratulations. Yes. That is awesome. I was thrilled for them. And then they came back and they were so excited they wanted to make sure that it was fully utilized. So we made uh, summer sausage uh, and some salami and different things mm-hmm. and some corn bear. Nice. And uh, they were pretty excited about that and are already making plans for next year. Well, so. and if you've shared those recipes on Harvest Your Own Brad, right. I just want people to know I've actually tasted <laughs> Brad's uh, amazing um, recipes on his with his bear, and they are delicious. They are. It's an overlooked species in Alberta. You know, it was it a, a very important species for the pioneers of Alberta because 100 grams of bear meat has 20 grams of protein. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like a, a powerhouse food, mm-hmm. and the fats that it has, you can make your own... Um, lard which was very expensive in the day and you had to travel a long ways to town to get it so you know back in the day bears were very important to people settling in Alberta and you know I think that would be a good show discussion someday as we could talk about the uh, the black bear and uh, the importance they had for settling the western provinces and different places and uh, you know I I often feel like they're the Rodney Dangerfield they don't Mm -hmm. get the respect they deserve and we fully utilize uh, our game when we take it and that includes black bears. Excellent. And yeah, I think, I think that's great that we could maybe chat about it again, because I do think a lot of people just have so many misconceptions or myths about bear meat and, and you can't cook it and you can't prepare right. it. And it's, you know, um, yeah, so that's great. Yeah, it's all fun. Lisa, I really want to thank you for coming in today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I am probably as excited about your moose hunt as you are. I really, I'm an Alberta hunter at heart. If I could have a moose tag every year, I'd be out there just for the experience and for for the proteins that I could put in the freezer. So we hope to have you back and hear a story about how the hunt went, how you dealt with it, how you broke it down, got it in game bags, got it out. So every one of us on the Harvest Your Own team is wishing you the best of luck this fall and congratulations on doing your research, doing it properly, and uh, making time to go experience more of Alberta's great outdoors. Thank you, Brad. And again, thank you for having me. We hope to inspire people to reconnect with nature and appreciate where your food comes from by harvesting your own. For more information on getting started or to learn specifics about the Field to Fork experience, visit harvestyourown.ca and follow on Facebook and Instagram. Check back often for new material, recipes, and videos that are posted regularly. Please subscribe to Harvest Your Own Podcast and take the time to rate and review the show to help us build a dedicated core of passionate hunters as our regular audience. Until next time, embrace the outdoors and all it has to offer. Thanks for joining us.